we're going to talk about the tree of life. Um, okay. And reason being too is because of you know what we've mentioned over the you know past couple of episodes of the you know BSB to the Bailey podcast. Um, we will be we we are currently working on our top fifty best movies of the decade list, right? And for the few of them which came out online, like IndieWire and um, some a few a couple other online publications, right? This one was on your list, right? Um, even before that, you know, Sight and Sound, you know, ranked it as one of, one of the world's top two fifty films. You know, BBC ranked it as one of the greatest American films, and you know, just accolades right. after accolades after accolades, right? So my my history with the Tree of Life, uh, before we get to, to your history with it, well, how you saw it, was um, when well at the time of the Academy Awards, well, the twenty twelve Academy Awards, uh, the nominations for Best Picture came out. And at that time, it was it was pretty ridiculous because we had like some numerous um, nominees, basically. So we had the artists, we had the descendants, we had extremely loud and incredibly close, which is a show that I really didn't like at all. We had the help, we had Hugo, which is a movie I really should watch over because you know Scorsese yeah. fan and all that. Uh, it's one of those shows that don't like when it comes to like best of, they don't ever bring up Hugo. But I think it's because yeah. it flopped there. But I thought it was great though, like. It's real yeah, I thought it still people still treat so Scorsese. He like trash, you know, because fucking thing didn't get nominated at all and it should have. Um Wolf of Wall Street. Silence. Oh silence, yes. Yes, okay. yes, yes, yes. Which which I, mean, um, hid, I absolutely love that. Yeah, hidden figures was nominated and not silence. I mean, come on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, what else? We had Midnight in Paris from Woody Allen. We had Moneyball, yeah. which right. I was actually everybody loved. I saw it once, I was like, Yeah, that was all right, but I know. I know we're a small fan, so didn't really care for it. Well, it's, it's um, an interesting kind of story in its own in its own like right, yeah? Um but yeah, we're good. Right, but but I did like the fact that you got to see um you saw um Jonah Hill actually yeah, do a yeah. dramatic role. I think this is the first dramatic role I ever I ever saw him in. Yeah. Um also we had War Horse, which was right. in, in retrospect, one of those Taylor me to be nominated for Oscar kind of movies from um from Spielberg, like I remember really enjoying it the first time I saw it. Like I described it as one of those shows you just kind of watch on a Sunday afternoon. You have your lunch, you sit on your, your couch, and you just watch this show and just relax. I mean, that kind of vibe. But honestly, I never got back into it though. And it's one of those shows that people just kind of forgot, you know what I mean, after it came out because yeah, the hype after like real people was praising the show when it came out. It was like, oh my god, this is the best movie of the year, blah blah blah. And it's like, well. Yeah, and then the following year he had Lincoln, and everybody just kind of forgot about War Horse after that, right? And last but not least, we had The Tree of Life, right, which was from Terrence Malick. And yeah. I watched, I, I managed to, to to watch all of the the nominees, or at least as much as I can, right? That was for my blog that I was working on at the time, and I remember giving The Tree of Life a two and a half out of five because it it just like I saw the ambition, I saw. I saw why people really enjoyed it from um, a lot, but for me, it just didn't click. It didn't connect. It, it yeah, felt yeah. way too experimental. I had no idea what the narrative was, if there was a narrative at all. Um, yeah. It had some great shots, which I'll get into, but I just felt it was just <laughs> a series of great shots, and it's the idea of life and stuff like that, but then it just kind of lost me when you have a, a sequence in the first act, which involves you know the Big Bang and the birth of life and dinosaurs, and I'm like, what? You know what I mean? And yeah. then you want to 
relate that yeah. now it, to a family a... in the fifties, which yeah. would plenty is is ter- is from right. Terence's old childhood. So at the time, it didn't right. make any sense to me. Now, so I just kind of dismiss it as, oh, this is just artsy fartsy crap, right? So cool. And then over the years, you know, people still brought it up. People sees you know, one of the best films ever made. You know, a lot of people made the comparison to two thousand one. You know what I mean? Um, for how right. audacious and how ambitious it was, but really because it felt like a singular vision from a director. Like nobody else could have made a film like Tree of Life. You know what I mean? Just like how nobody else could have made something like two thousand one. It had to be Kubrick and what he had in his head, and that's what he put out there. And right. um, I remember also to uh, the late great Roger Ebert. Uh, before he passed away, he had a list of like top ten, you know, greatest movies of all time, and you know, it's something that he's been working on for years. Always kind of take a show out, put it in, and the last show that he managed to put in before he passed away was The Tree of Life. So like, okay, one of these days I really should rewatch it now. And uh, well, because of this list that that you know we're working on right now, I say you know what, what the hell, let me just check it out. And um, I, I I get it, like I understand now where the praise and where the love comes from now but um it kind of speaks to me in in, in a personal way but uh, i guess in a universal way but when i get into my thoughts on the film well hopefully you'll understand because it's one of those shows that you know people might may see it in a different way people may, may love it for a different reason but there's a sort of universal element there that you know will connect with 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 anybody who watches this film uh, so, Ricardo, what's your history with the, the trio life? Like, how you got into the show and we thought about it then and, and now? Oh, yeah. Uh, this one of the movies that I just was familiar about because just worth mentioning is like, yeah, it's, 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 um, it's a new film from, from him. It, it's like, all right, cool. Trio life, number take it in. And it's one of these, you know, film nerd shit that, uh, film nerd shit that you just wanted to just be a part of now. It's like, oh, this movie that you haven't seen, but other people see that you want to see. Uh, yeah. And finally, give it a chance. Um, I forget where, where I saw the screening for, for it. Um, I forget where I saw the screening for it, but it was... Where did I see this the first time? But I can't remember exactly. It, it, it could like, have been what, in a movie theater here because... I, nah, nah, nah. Yeah, it, that, a movie it, like this would not show in our, in our cinemas down here in Trinidad. Right. It sucks, but, it was, but you know, it is where it is. Yes, I remember seeing this since sometime in 2012. Late. Um, um was it five. for okay, so at our you know former alma mater, UE, right? U, um University of West Indies, the Senegassin um campus, there w- there was a particular day, I think it was the Friday before the awards, where they did r- run the best picture nominees. And I think one of those shows that's was the Tree of Life. So was it that screen you went to? It might be there. That's right. a possibility. So um so I then and yeah, I loved it. I didn't expect to enjoy it as much as 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 much as I did. Um, I see why people think it. And I, well, I, you know, at the time you, you keep thinking and you're wondering it's because it's one of those elite films, so you should like it too, kind of thing. Yeah, or, like if, if you love movies, then you need to love right. this movie, right? Yeah. But I, I genuinely enjoyed what I saw for what it was. I, I was actually quite engrossed in it. Um, at the time, I didn't know it was the dude who did um, the New World. No? The yeah, yeah, which is which is one of um. All right, so just to stop it for a bit, like I haven't seen all of Terrence Mark's films. Um, I do own Badlands and um, the Tin Red Line on Blu-ray that right. they came out from the Criterion Collection. Um, Days of Heaven, that's one that I need to rewatch though, but yeah. um, I never got around to really watching the entirety of the new world. Like I always saw bits and pieces, but I never watched the whole thing. Now. 
I remember yeah. um, Scorsese in particular really, really loving that film and really defending it now because apparently yeah. it had some people that didn't like it or felt it was a little too unfocused or some, some issue they had with the film. I, I, I don't know because yeah. I didn't see it, but yeah, continue. Yeah, yeah, I remember because the New World, but I just remember the New World was just a big, uh, it was a hype thing because it's like, um, oh gosh, that's not that. It's like yeah, you're doing the new world ideas. And it was it was this this boy now. Um, they call him oh, Colin Farrell. Farrell, right? Uh, it's yeah. like okay, you're doing you're doing another history piece and so on and so on. It was controversial because you know it's like you're wondering if it's, it's another it's like a grounded Pocahontas again kind of vibe. You know the show going on there. But um, I remember enjoying that movie. Um, I was like, oh, it's the same guy do that. And I don't remember Ten Red Line at the time. It's like oh no, it's another. You know, I have to be aware of. Oh no, this guy also did Ten Red Line. And the thing with, with Malik is that he does these kind of really out there movies, especially after Tree of Life. All of his movies like really obscure with big stars in it. Yeah. Um, and there's you know, one did... that, that's coming up by the end, by years, and um, right. it was making the film festival route, though. Um, for the life of my career, by the title. But right. uh, yeah, that, that's one that hopefully we'll get to see. I don't know, but I, I okay. would like to see. Yeah, you learn, you learn he's one of these filmmakers that he um, take these huge breaks in his career. Like he would just not do a movie for like like 20 years or some shit like that <laughs> yeah yeah hiatus 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 um sorry uh in his career and these kind of things and i so yeah when you started learning these things like oh this man's a real artist type boy. wow um so when your life when i saw your life itself I, I was just enthralled with it again i'm a big sucker for um you know deep time deep history universe cosmic stuff right. and for him to square it image wise with just a grounded story about the 50s and you know just that you, you could see how a good filmmaker could make that kind of well lack of a better term existentialism fit and yeah it, it ended up just being a strong cinematic experience for me um so it yeah that's pretty much my take on, on the movie it's nothing to really like review per se because it's like it is what it is it, it's yeah, a story yeah. it, it you have to you just have to be in troll with it if you if you're big if you're not into the cosmic deep time stuff like i am then you know I can't really <laughs> say where it is. It's nature, is is transcendence and whatever, whatever, right? And if you're not into that, you can't be into that. He, this guy doesn't nearly the visuals and imagery of it, um, you know, more or less flawlessly in my opinion. Um, and yeah, that is it. I, I I can't really say anything more about that. It's just it's just to me, it's a great film. Um, yeah, not even um, just... yeah, yeah, you're absolutely right, though. But it you know yeah. it, it took me a good what it took me a long while actually to to really get it and really appreciate it too and what right. what actually surprised me though is how simple the story is though because at the time i was yes. like but i trying to kind of figure out well, what this what does this all mean you know what i mean what does right. you know the big bang and all that kind of stuff have to do with this family you know but then i was just like look just trust the story let let wash over here and it will make sense and to me it, it yeah. did you know what i mean but it still has room for interpretation and stuff like that which is great right so you're right there there really isn't that much of a, of a story or a narrative here um but what it really centers on is this family called the o'briens um the dad yeah. is played by brad pitt um brad and pitt, yeah. the wife well sorry the mother is played by jessica chastain and yeah. in true 50s fashion they call mr and mrs o'brien right so um yeah. we also have they they have three kids basically. So it's Jack. Well, the old well, um, basically the the old version of Jack is played by Sean Penn. At the time, I always remember not understanding his role in the film at all. But I'll get to that yeah. in a bit. Um, and we have R.L. and Steve, who um, who is played by Ty Sheridan. This was the 
the debut film debut appearance um from him right before he started films like mud and ready player one fix up right so that was right, his... yeah yeah right, yeah a young right. okay yeah, yeah. right I and... was yeah i i didn't even yeah i forgot that too it's like i i looked up on wikipedia like, oh yeah he was in mud yeah. which by the way is another movie i need to to rewatch. i watched it for the oscar season really enjoyed it but i never yeah. i never got back into it I never watched it over. I, I watched it once. I, I liked it for what it was. And, you know, it, it was the beginning of the McConaughey, right? So. Yes, 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 yes. When okay. Matthew McConaughey yeah. came back strong, you know what I mean? And then, well, yeah. eventually he won the award for what was Dallas Bias Club. Right. Ah, another show that I need to watch. Oh, yeah, oh you don't see that? that? No, no, I okay. saw it, but it, that was a long while, though. Okay. That, yeah, oh, you need to rewatch it. Okay, I, I need to rewatch it. That, that's, that's what okay, I get. Yeah, right, so yeah. really, it's how, how the film is presented. It's kind of like this montage kind of, you know, uh, recollecting of, you know, just the, you know, just how these kids grew up now under, you know, the, the house of the O'Briens, basically. So you're just seeing, you know, memories and just moments that happen, you know what I mean? From when they were babies to when they were young kids, you know what I mean? Just go um, outside playing, you know, um, one of them actually runs into the wrong crowd and that would be um, Jack, actually. Um, and just different experiences, you know, and just stuff that all of us can relate to in some way, shape, or form. But then we also right. see um, the kind of relationship between Mr. and Mrs. O'Brien, how uh, overambitious the dad is. You know, he's trying to, he has ideas for this company, but they just, like, they seem to be working out, and then they, they won't work out, and he gets a break and all that kind of stuff. He gets to travel and all that. Um, the, the mom is a stay-at-home mom. She doesn't seem to mind him, you know, because she just always like taking care of the kids. She's just, you know, um, the warmth that she has. She's just has so much love for her children, right? Um, the dad, however, too, is very has this kind of um, disciplinarian vibe about him too. You know, what I mean, he'll always be like, you know, um, keep your 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 elbows off the table, all that kind of stuff. Or you know, son, yeah. before you go, you know, wash your wash your dishes, all that kind of stuff. And he always has this kind of vibe that if you don't do what he says, well, he will he will punish you, right? Um, and I remember some people kind of not liking that about Brad Pitt's character, but I thought like because of the period, the time, the um, the set piece, now, I think it makes sense though the way how he is there. But it's kind of reflected in his disappointments in life because he's always so he always wanted to do things, but he um, kind of had to sacrifice a lot now. And there's one scene in particular where he's playing um, this organ, and he was saying something about. You know, he wish he could have done that, or he could have been a musician, but things didn't play all the way they did, right? And kind of impart, impart that to his son, you know what I mean? Just to look out for yourself and not to trust anyone and all that kind of stuff, right? But everything yeah. kind of changes. Uh, they, they, they threw it at you at the very beginning, though, um, where RL passes away. Um, well, this was later on in the 60s now, so he was at age 19 and he, he died. They didn't really say how he died, but... Um, it kind of comes, like, basically, uh, Sean Penn's character, Jack, just keeps remembering how the family was affected when his little brother died. And yeah. he doesn't really seem to kind of get over it now. So there's moments of him seemingly kind of walking aimlessly in his business. Well, sorry, the, the place that he's working at kind of walking about, you know what I mean? I, I remember the time just not understanding why he was doing that, but it was like, okay, you just can't get over that loss now, you know what I mean? And yeah. really, that's what the show is about, just life, basically. And yeah, death, you know what I mean? It really does show that it's less about loss, but you know, loss is kind of there in the background. It's really about life, you know what I mean? And that's what makes it kind of simple for me to to take in and understand because you, 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 you do see yourself in this family. You do 
kind of look back at your life when you were kids you know me where you're going and um well i guess if you have kids if you have your own family it can relate to you know what the mom going to what the dad going through um i thought that performance wise brad pitt and jessica chastain were, were fantastic um brad pitt's yeah. performance stands out more because he says more and jessica is more reserved she doesn't really say much but i like that even when she doesn't say much you kind of get where she's coming from when she's angry when she's disappointed she is but it's always about taking care of her her kids. That's what really was about. And just being a positive factor in your life now. Um, Brad, on the other hand, he kind of comes off as, you know, just this uh, uh, authoritarian when it comes to everything now. So for, for right. Jack, when he's growing up, he's like kind of, he resents his dad. And there's even a moment where it's like, I hate you, you know what I mean? And he wants to leave the house now. Uh, but what, where, where kind of lost me, um, watching it again though, was the beginning and, well, just the first act where's the story really going because right. a, 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 along with hearing about the death and seeing how the family members reacted and just how sep- you know there's this separation between the family members alone you know what I mean? you hear like these whispers and you hear them like it's either like they you know talking to themselves individually or like you yeah. know like your mom will be like you know i miss you so much and i love you and i wish i could you know what i mean like that kind of thing there and you often tell it's kind of warning if they're praying as well too, like if it's just yeah, prayers right. going out because of, you know, the grief that they're going through. And then you have that moment where, like I said, you know, with the Big Bang and stuff, and I remember that just took me completely out of the show. And I remember for, for many people, when they saw the first time, it, they, they felt it was a little too pretentious. It was just like, well, why do? Um, visually, it, it looks great. There's a couple of moments where I wish it could have tweaked a little bit better just visually. Um, like you could tell, it it is vis- uh, VFX used it. And just to touch on visual effects here for a bit, um, as I mentioned, um, uh, 2001, they actually got um, Douglas Trumbull, though. Like, I don't know, like they just find him and just bring him back out of obscurity and say, yo, I want you to do the visual effects for this trick. I want you to look as real and as just as visually dynamic as possible. And yeah. to me, he did a great job, though. Just um, similar to 2001, you know, just seeing, you know, these cell-like um, structures visually, you know, forming into creatures and forming into different things. Now. Um, but yeah, I, I mean, I was watching it and still in my head, I was like, all right, I'm not sure where this show going, but let me, let me just stay focused, right? Um, there's certain things that pop up, you know what I mean, showing like how creatures started off in the, the ocean and then they came to land. Um, there's a, a actually a memorable moment with a dying dinosaur and you think this other dinosaur that comes close to it is going to eat it, but the kind of space is life and, you know, just runs away now. Um, yeah. And that's one of the themes of the show now. Um, I think it's Grace or Nature. Right. Yeah, the part of Grace or the part of Nature. That's basically the theme of, um, of, of the movie now. So... How I interpret it, maybe I'm wrong, but you can tell me. Uh, basically, it's like your based on your decision making. Uh, so, do you do yeah. things because it's in your nature? Is it because you know what I mean? Like in the case of dinosaurs, all right, a carcass, this dying dinosaur, I should eat it because it's in my nature, or do I spare it and let it just you know spend its last seconds? You know what I mean? <laughs> Aliveness. So it's that kind of thing, and you see it in relationship with the the parents and the the children. Uh, so the mother more on in terms of grace now, you know what I mean? And um the dad is more about Nietzsche, you know, it's about well, in a in a blunt way, survival of the fittest, you know what I mean? You do what you had to do to get by, you know what I mean? If you had to turn your back on somebody, so be it. So that kind of thing now. Uh, but after the whole big bang stuff, the second act kicks in, and that's when you see the family dynamic now. And that to me was when I was roped into the story. I was glued it from 
you know, the first frame to, to the very end, I was just like really invested in what's going on. And once again, like I say, it's just memories and, you know, just stuff that happened. So stuff, you know, they just kind of gloss over certain things very rather quickly, or they might just jump back to something that happened before and it may or may not relate to, you know, how the, the, the family kind of split up or what happened in the sixties or whatnot. Right. So I, I love how they did that. And it's, very simple like it's not heavy on dialogue but it's enough for you to understand what's going on right and in general though um visually boy this is probably one of the best looking movies like like i've ever seen in my life though and it's funny because the cinematographer for this is um emmanuel lubeski right so you know who's done cinematography work for great films which uh more likely will, will make it to my list uh, such as birdman um revenant right. and and gravity right so just the yeah. stuff that he did visually, you know what I mean? Like literally every shot is just like like a painting basically. You can just look at it and just kind of be amazed or just kind of wonder where the camera was or where the light was and if it's natural light, all that kind of stuff, right? And the third act now, however, is where, and this is what um, what I really love about the film, is where things kind of come together. You know, what they touch on in the first act and in the second act kind of comes full circle at the very end. Um, you have this great scene where... Um, where, well, it's easy to assume that it's all in Sean Penn's head now, where he imagines, well, you know, for better or for worse, heaven. You know, I mean, right. many people can interpret it as, oh, well, it's just purgatory or something, right? I don't know. Just whatever you perceive, wherever you, you think souls go when they die, you know what I mean? If you believe in that kind of stuff, that's what he pictures in his head now. But I saw it as just a vision, you know, just something that he saw in his head. But it's up to you to kind of interpret whether it re- it's real or not, right? I love how it's shown as well. So it's not like, you know, clouds and whatnot. It's just a beach and there's a bunch of people just walking around, basically seeing each other and like, oh my God, I haven't seen you in a long while, right? But it's a powerful moment where you see the, the soul of um, of RL, right? Who, who who dies as a kid. Well, who dies younger. And yeah. you see like this door and it's like he, well, Shauna, like he's returning RL back to his mom, right? Because he saw the grief that the mom went through, but she kind of accepts that you know he has to he has to move on. You know what I mean? His time on earth is done, so she lets him go. And I thought that was like a really powerful moment there. So um, yeah, I mean there's there's a lot to unpack in the show, but really what surprised me is just how simple the story is. Like I was looking for a bunch of complex stuff now, and there's some complex stuff, but it's just really about life now, just really how we all kind of exist and you know just. This is part of life now. This is the decisions we have to make, the things that happen to us, how they affect us, good or bad. And, you know, that's, that's what it is. It's simple, but you could tell it's like a labor of love now. I mean, it's something that I guess Malik just had to do at that age when he made the film. And, you know, he, he do his thing, you know what I mean? Um, so I do get, well, at the end of the day, I do understand why people regard this as one of the greatest movies, well, of all time, you know, one of the best shows of the 2010s. Yeah, I, I do agree with them. Um, but really... The key of, of, of it, um, the key of its success basically lies in Malik himself. You know what I mean? The the way how, and even from his, his debut film, Badlands, and now, he always has an eye for great shots, for great cinematography, for symbolism. You know what I mean? There's like a lot of, um, there's a lot of trees, you know what I mean, in, in, in this movie. Um, I love just, just thinking about it from a symbolism perspective. Yes, they're trees, they're tall, you know what I mean? And there's lots of shots, lots of, um, uh, basically shots where the camera is low or close to the ground now. so it kind of makes right. characters like the mom or dad feel big now or larger in life especially in the moments with the kids are in the 50s but 
you know what I mean? A tree could eventually wither and die anyway, you know what I mean? Despite of how big and how tall it gets, it will die, you know what I mean? But still, just what it what it looks like and what it represents us. So that's that's one of the, the symbols that I got from the show. Um, there's yeah. also, you know, stuff related to water, um, to, to grass, to trees, and, you know, just nature. Cause, you know, that's something about um, about Malik's films. They always have this, they always have something to, to do with, with nature, just like how certain shots look like forests and trees and whatnot. Um, you saw it particularly in, like, um, the Tin Red Line, where even though it's this World War II story, it was really about what well, you, you, you kind of just saw just the environment and just the nature of of what was going on uh, um, at that island. Uh. I know it was the same thing that that the that he touched on in the new world, even though I haven't seen the full thing yet. But yeah, I mean, I don't want to talk too 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 long about it though. But yes, um, I do agree. It is one of the best movies of well, I don't want to say of all time, but I would say of the decade. Yes, definitely yeah. it is. It is definitely one of the most ambitious films I've ever seen and. Really hard felt as well too. That's that's really what I took out of it. I like I really felt emotionally moved by it. You know what I mean? And even the weird stuff, the, well, the stuff that I didn't quite understand at first, like the Big Bang stuff, eventually made sense. You know what I mean? Like um, case in point, during the whole you know heaven sequence, you saw a moment where um, oh gosh, well I don't know how to describe it science wise, but yeah, the Earth pre- pretty much um, moves forward towards the sun and is destroyed. You know what I mean? And yeah, that's, that, that, that's not, not, not the Earth moving towards the sun. The sun expands. Oh, sun expands. Okay, okay, right, right, yeah. right. Uh, me and science, yeah? but anyway, yeah. So stuff like that, and you know, <laughs> it's such a powerful image too. But I like that this yeah. is not where the movie ends. It's like, okay, this will happen eventually, whether you want yeah, to believe right. it or not. But that's not the point. The point is, it's about the life that you have and how you how it connects with other people. That's what it all boils down to. It doesn't matter what happens to the world or what happens to us as yeah, human beings. It's just your life. You don't have to think about, yeah, don't think about some, in, you know, some distant future and then act as if, well, you know, things don't matter. That's a, that's a, yeah, again, I got that from there. You get that from people ever so often, you know, you know, hey, the sun going to expand and take us out. So therefore I shouldn't make the effort to solve, you know, criminal justice or something like that, you know. Yeah, you know, or, yeah, or not care about about anybody, right. or just being good towards yeah. other people. It's like who cares, exactly. right? Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah, but that's why I got out of it, though. That's why I say, you know, just the 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 themes, you know, the message of it is just so simple, but it's complex enough that people could have their own interpretations of it. You know what I mean? Now, especially when it comes to you know, it's existentialism. Um, existentialism you know what I mean? Uh, also, well, last things I also want to say the music, which was done by Alexandre Desplat, um, you know, who did music for stuff like uh, Harry Potter and the Deadly Hallows, uh, Moonrise right. Kingdom, Argo. I thought that the okay. score for this was great too. It was just majestic. It was simple. It was sweet as well too. You know, it really did bring a sense of warmth um, to to the film itself. So yeah, I mean, this is clearly a labor of love. This is something that no other director could have done. And, you know, it's just amazing that a director of that caliber who could only put out a movie like once every five years because he chose to, could put a movie out like this that would have polarized people at a point in time, but then, you know, eventually would have, you know, would have become the 
you know the big hit at the the Cannes Film Festival, and then from there become well maybe not a, a commercial success, but a critical success to the point that many critics, you know myself included, well yeah, ranked this as amongst uh, one of the decade's best films. So not much more yeah. I can say about this show. For me, this gets a strong four and a half out of five. This is an absolute must see. But I would say just like two thousand one, a space Odyssey. This is one you have to kind of prepare yourself for. Don't go in right. expecting your traditional narrative for things to just for somebody to hold your hand and explain what's going on. You have to just kind of let the film flow and just pick up on it, on what's going on, and just give it a chance. I mean, you may not like it the first time, but believe me, if you watch it again, it will, it will connect. You know what I mean? You will get something out yeah. of it. So I strongly recommend, if you haven't seen it already, to check out Terrence Malick's The Tree of Life. Uh, any last words on the Tree of Life? Anything else you want to say about uh, the show? Yeah, I, or or I, what I, you thought about like it technically and stuff like that well, yeah like stuff like that i don't i don't think about too much um but yeah i i just uh yeah it's it great i mean i can't i can't be mad at it because it's, it's it is what it is i mean I, 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 I haven't thought about this film all that much you know coming into this i suppose i should prepare better for this discussion um but i thought it was just brilliant it really works quite well again you know it's it's it is what it is in terms of the being <clears throat> embracing you know the world and how to how to interpret that and you know malik had a good vision and we, we got that we got that we got that for the final product so yeah right <laughs>